This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On today's episode of Minutes Heard, we're focusing on the individuals who spend time behind the lens to tell a story of their own. Coming from a production background myself, I respect these people so much and what they've been capable of producing to put out there into the world. So sit back and take a listen. My name is Yuna Lee. Hi, Vixen. How hey, are you doing? Hello. So where were you on September? Nope, joking. That is not an interrogation. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, that wasn't one of the questions you made me No, read. no, no. Um, where were you last night? Tell me now. <laughs> How's editing? Uh, where are you? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> she has an alibi. Of course, for everything. Um, no, so the first question you usually ask is... Um, what motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it? Um, kind of what inspires you to get up and go? Okay, well, I have an eight-year-old son. Um, did you know that already? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. So I have an eight-year-old son, and he's pretty much my motivation to do anything and everything. Like, I want him to be able to tell his friends, like, oh, that's my mom over there, and be really proud of what I do. So he's pretty much, like, the reason why I get up every day. Cool. Is that a good answer? Did I get points? <laughs> no, no, any answer is a good answer. Okay. Um, what are you passionate about in the sense of your views? Uh, yeah, what are you passionate about in the sense of views or like hobbies or you know what you're into or what you believe in? What do you mean by views? Kind of like oh, perspective, yeah, perspectives of like you know, what are you passionate about? Like, you know, I like talking about or I like. You know, uh, okay. yeah, you know, views, stuff. Hmm. I would say the thing that I like to do the most is helping people because I feel like when you make a difference in someone's life, that's when it's like, wow, like, you know, if I didn't do X, Y, and Z, then this wouldn't have happened. Um, and I also love just, like, spending really good time with quality people that I value in life and that also values me as a person. Um that's like those are the people that I would want to keep around for a really long time and just like doing things that isn't just like in the norm like I like doing really odd stuff with like a bunch of oddballs like because that's when like the best memories and experiences are created cool that buzzing noise is actually the cameras that are watching us right now. Oh, no, I'm joking. There's no cameras. Oh well. <laughs> so I, this is from. I don't know what's events, happening. Yeah, it's probably just events. I was like trying. There's to, no cameras, and I'm like, I was there trying to scare you. <laughs> didn't work. Sorry. Trying to scare you. Okay. Next question. Uh, question. Okay. Um, so, what is your current occupation? Um, what are you currently doing? And if you could quit your job tomorrow, what would be your dream job? Um, currently I am a director, producer, and actor, and if I were to quit my job, which I did, <laughs> this is what I would be doing. So I am doing what I really want to do. Awesome. All right. Share a story that you wouldn't mind sharing with a general audience. Just, okay, how about this? No, stop. Before we get there. Okay. Talk about your, your directing and your producing, uh, how... Like, talk about the first video you made. Ooh. Wait, ever as a director? Yeah, well, I mean, now, I mean, with you, productions, uh, or whatever you're calling it. Just 
It's still pending name, Simply right? you. Simply you. Or simply yeah. you now. You finally chose something. It's been simply you. Okay, no, it's I mean because I'll. They, I've no, seen no, I always post it up because I right. always try to see if there's any other options, but then <laughs> I, everybody else always is like, no, simply you. I'm like, okay. Simply you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, my I guess my first big production would be just friends. And that was my first short film where I had a cast and crew of exactly 14 people and we pulled it off in exactly two full days of shooting, which is amazing because we had over 25 scenes. Um, a lot of them were montage scenes, but it's just so crazy because like this was my first script I have ever written and to see it actually play out like live in person was insane. And for us to do the shots that we did, um, I've never been to film school or anything like that. So everything I did was just off like, okay, well, let's just try this out and see if it worked. And like, luckily, I had a very strong team of people that helped support me to make my script come true. So that was like actually one of my best experiences only because like, it, was, it was just such a great moment. And being able to work together with so many wonderful people was like something I can only dream of as cheesy as it sounds but it's one of my favorite projects by far even though it was just the first one and I was still learning but I got to learn so much and like I had a lot of fun doing it cool cool okay so what are the uh I guess the pros and cons the ups and downs of producing or directing or acting like what are the good stuff and what are the not so good stuff um the good stuff is that you get a lot of blah. Let me start that over. Phrase it to, in the form of a blah. question. This is Jeopardy. Okay. Who is trouble? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I guess the... Okay. I guess the pros of working on a project um, as a producer and as a director is you definitely get to work with a lot of different people and all the time and you have to always pull a team together and as a director you're pretty much like the lead person to make sure that everything comes together I mean, that's also a job of a producer. But when you have smaller sets, you're pretty much running multiple jobs all the time. Um, and uh, just getting to meet a lot of different people and being able to kind of learn for yourself when you're, like, trying to direct new people and as well as, like, train actors and then inexperienced actors. But it's, like, you, you really got to have the social skills to kind of, like, pick up on how to talk to these people as individuals. Um, the cons is the entertainment business isn't always what it seems. And, I mean, to be honest, that is what it seems sometimes like that. It's nothing but, like, uh, vain or, like, that's, or vanity. I don't know what's the right word. But people kind of get lost in their own, like, fame or not even fame. Like, they get lost in the popularity contest or race but that's definitely not my goal. Like, I want to be able to make it... I want to break the stereotype. I don't want people to think that, like, oh, people who only do these entertainment stuff is for, like, showboating purposes. Like, I would never want to lose that in myself. But occasionally, like, you get to meet the people that are like that, where, like, they kind of forget about being humble, for lack of better terminology. So I say that those are the only like cons, but pretty much everything else is definitely very much pros. I got to meet a lot of like really nice people that I can call friends for a very long time. And then on the other hand, it also helped me sort who are my real friends and who aren't. Cool. All right. One more cue for you. Um, name or 
you know, just tell me a story about like one of your most memorable, unforgettable times on set. Oh my God, there's so many. I know, right? Um, just one, no pressure. Oh Lord, I don't even know. There's awesome. right off top of the dome. Just name something recent or less like ah funny story or man, this was like a crazy experience. Just one, please. <laughs> one, please, for editing purposes. <laughs> one. Um, damn, I don't even know. <laughs> there's seriously so many. I mean. I'd say, I'd say the craziest memory for me is my MTA video because I didn't spend any time writing a script. I drew a map on a scrap piece of paper and we shot everything in three hours, guerrilla style, and everyone who was like crew and cast were both on the MTA train. We started shooting at 11 and we ended at 2 o'clock. So a three-hour video that I spent no time planning for, I mean, aside from producing and getting everyone together, um, went viral and hit three million views, which was insane. I mean, I knew that it had viral capabilities, but having it go viral in, like, one day and hitting a million views was something I definitely didn't anticipate. Um, I'd say that's definitely the craziest thing if I were to ever say, like, in my career of being a director and producer I say that was it like that that was what set the benchmark and I'm like damn how do I top that <laughs> but I'm up for the challenge what motivates you to uh, kind of get up and get going and kind of be productive and you know work work on what you guys are working on well for me it's um, it's having the opportunity to create something every day is um is living every day to have like something finished, something complete, and that's what gets me going. Um, what gets me going is the same thing. I I just love seeing something go from nothing to something. Um, so so basically taking just an idea and actually seeing it be brought to life, and I love taking part in something like that. Me too. <laughs> Same here. All right. Um, so uh, you could talk a little bit about the series. Talk about you know what inspired it. You know how far you guys are going and like how it just came about. Just just get that out there. Okay. Uh, so um, Caleb and I have been working together for several years now. Uh, we studied communications and media in undergraduate in California. Uh, and there we created our own news show. Um, after that, we created films um, overseas in Europe. And then when we first moved to New York, well, about a year in, we created a hip-hop documentary. And this is our next, our new baby. So we just love um, putting together shows. Finish what I'm saying. <laughs> we, like, we like collaborating, um, utilizing our resources because... You know, we're around each other, like, 24-7. So, um, you know, we, we have fun. Like, every couple, we go places, we do things. But we like to utilize our, the power, the energy that we have within ourselves to to create. And that's what you see right now with Tough Love. You know, we could just, you know, sit up all night on the computer, you know, editing scenes, going back and forth, the treatments. So that's, like, that's really cool for us to collaborate and do that. Yeah, we're we're constantly bouncing ideas off of each other, and some of them, they, you know, they're just an idea we want to do it one day in the future. Um, but for this, we really, we really wanted to get involved in the web series community, 
um, because it's something he has the skill set as far as shooting and directing and I had the writing skill that I didn't even really know about until now. It's good to know that when two people get together and collaborate and make things, that things happen. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. Shots fired? No, no. Right? <laughs> no, that's shots fired on, on me, myself. The bullets are bouncing off. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, another question. So, um, throughout like the series, like what was... What was the most memorable moment in shooting the series and putting it together, like like that one story that's like, yo, I would never forget, or this is like the story that basically defines what the series is about? Wow. There, there are so many. That, that, well, one memorable... One, my yeah. memorable moment was when we were shooting on the train. Uh, the Q train is right near our, our apartment. We shot most of the scenes within our apartment. Um, and so there's a lot of different bedroom scenes, <laughs> living room scenes, a, and we switched everything around, so you can't really tell. But then we went down to the Q train, and we wanted to shoot a train scene. The Q train stops right by us at 57th Street, so we would um, get on the train when it would stop, try to shoot really fast in the, like, 10 minutes. It's about 10 minutes before the train takes off, so then we would hop off, and then we would hop on, and we did that. Repeatedly, so it was really guerrilla style, and to me, I was just thinking like, "Wow, we are really out here doing this and making this happen. This is crazy, with no resources, no budget, but we're doing it." And we had six dedicated people doing it with us, so that was awesome. Man, uh, one of my it was so many um, memorable moments, but I'll say one that stood out a little bit more than others was um, episode three. The ending of episode three, where we had uh, Monica and Darius, real name Devin and Natalie, outside New York City, about like twelve, uh, about eleven p.m. We wrapped around like twelve in the morning, and um, we were just shooting in the middle of the street and like making noise, yelling, screaming, and the fire department like comes out because we're like right next to the fire station. They just come out and they're just looking. We're like, oh shit. Or, oh, man, did we just, did we just like, you know, do something bad? But they just stood there, and they just kept watching us do take after take. And then they were, like, literally entertained. And after that last scene, when I said, cut, it's a wrap, the fire department started clapping along, too. <laughs> we were like, yo, we did this. Yeah. We really did this. To have the fire department inside, that was pretty cool. What motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it? What what's, your, what's your motivation to get out of bed and say, yo, let me start my day, let me get grinding, let me get hustling, let me get going? What's your motivation? The, the end game, you know, that's really the biggest focus, you know, and the reason why I initially came here is, you know, to actually make an impact on my goals, which is, you know, to, to be a voice for people and to make an impact on people, you know, as broadly as I can. If it becomes internationally, so be it. If it's nationally, so be it. If it's local, so be it. But, you know, just to solidify myself as someone that people can actually trust to, to get the quote-unquote news or the, the hottest trends on whatever's going on and just to be the pulse of things. So the end goal, you know, it's, it's taxing, especially living here in New York. It's, it's extremely taxing, especially as a freelancer, to be able to, you know, go after the next gig because 
the one gig that you're currently booked for is not what you should be focusing on. You should be focusing on the next two or three gigs. And that's, you know, that's a hustle and a bustle. So, you know, just understanding that that hustle and a bustle and a grind does actually meet an end goal. That's what really gets me motivated in the times where I'm the least. <laughs> I will also say, too, that um, I have I don't have children of my own, but I have some really close cousins and uh, that I consider sisters and brothers that I grew up with, and they have their children, and, and those children I'm very close with, talk to them on this, all the time, and they keep me motivated, too, you know, and I also know I have a lot of love and support from friends and family, too, so, you know, I also lean on those resources and, and think about, you know, these people are looking for me to accomplish certain things because they know that I can, and uh, not only that, like, you know, I can do it. You know, I have the support, which a lot of people don't have. So I would say those are the things that get me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's just, you know, it's just that. That's just my answer, you know. That's what, what motivates me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, your answer is a good answer because it's your answer. It's yeah. Your like, yeah. I can't say, oh, wrong, you're completely correct. <laughs> How dare you, people motivate you, like, come on. I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, people, you know, it's, it's really not common. You know, a lot of people don't have that. You know, a lot of people may have, you know, family and friends in their lives that are naysayers, you know, um, or just don't understand or get it. And I can't say everybody, and my parents being the, the driving force, they don't really get it. They, 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 they see the end goal. They know that I can accomplish it. But they don't understand, like, what the ins and outs are for it, you know, that go into to making it happen. But they respect it. Um, it took a while to get there, but they respect it. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the different types, like, talk about the different titles you have in the sense of, like, the work that you do. Okay. And, like, which title for you would be, like, your, I guess, main title. Okay. I would say, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I would say the main title would be producer, um, and especially in, in today's culture, um, being a producer um, really is, it can kind of vary, you know, you can produce events, you can produce television, you can produce radio, um, but for me, my main title would be producer, and that really does trickle down or trickles over into you know being a correspondent which is you know really important i love to be on camera as much as possible yeah producing content is really i would say is the biggest the biggest title that i have and then it's it splinters off to quasi videographer which you know i shoot a little bit i edit a little bit to, to you know a correspondent you know blogger what have you yeah yeah those would be the titles i would say yeah this bridge is amazing, though. I, I love crossing the water. We don't get this back home in Arizona either. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this is like, so like every time, and I take cabs and like cross the city all the time, and I'm just always like in awe of it. I always take account of it. I was really, as a New Yorker, I think I can say that I, um, what's the word? I take that for granted. Granted, yeah. No, I mean, I like, I like sure. bridges, but it's sure. like, what you have to do in order to get right. to and fro because I'm all right. It's just water, like you don't see water in Arizona. Right, right. No, you do. It's you know, it's not like a California where it's you know surrounded or it's border. Large portion of its border is surrounded by water. Arizona literally is, does not have any water. Right, right. part, it's it's it's, it's bordered by states. Yeah. So, yeah. so no water is not abundant, and we don't. <laughs> see it. 
and it is mad dry, <laughs> right, right, right. and it is mad hot. <laughs> yeah, you do have to go to Cali, or you can go up north, you know, anywhere from like three to five hours, and the temperature cools because, you know, then you have your mountainous terrain and what have you, but, um, yo, what a metaphor, you know, it's, it's, it's hot, like, you know, when you're in a low level and you're just starting out in life and your career or your passion and you're pursuing this hot, like everything's bubbling, like it's so much activity, but the higher up you climb, you know, it gets colder and colder, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not many people up there, <laughs> and you really got to learn how to fend for yourself in a different way. Uh, but I don't know, that's just what made me think of that, but it did. <laughs> so name a recent piece of good or bad news that you don't mind sharing, uh, that has affected you personally in your life. Oh, me personally? Like a like bad news, like not like a story, or but I mean, like bad news, like from like a friend or family member, something. No, 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 just a recent piece of good or bad news that, like, um, good or bad news that, that affected you, or that has happened to you, or whatever. Um, um you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, I was gonna try and think of other things, but I just want to keep it, you know, real with you at all times. But um, recently, there's a, a journalist who passed away. His name is Michael Feeney. A, a quite prominent journalist in his very youthful time and short amount of time on this earth and as a journalist. I mean, he was a tenured and a senior journalist to me, but, you know, he passed away unexpectedly. Like, he wasn't, like, dealing with an Ill, uh, illness, he, you know, what have you, but he passed away unexpectedly. And he was one of the first people, number one, I met here uh, when I moved here, and he was the uh, New York's chapter for the National Association of Black Journalists. He was the New York chapter president for several years. Like, I want to say he was running on, like, a 10-year run or something like that. And he really made a powerful impact um, with that organization as well as, you know, as a journalist. But specifically for me, he just took me under his wing, you know, so so openly and without any wanting anything back like he just and, and the thing that is though is that he was like that with everybody um it wasn't you know he, he had a unique way to make people feel special but to do so fairly like he just made such a huge impact and when his funeral occurred i mean when i say the red carpet al sharpton you know um there's a mayor um cory there's a mayor from New Jersey. I can't remember his name. Came, yes. Yeah. The, I mean, when I say the red carpet was rolled out for the people who attended, I mean, it really was. And that just was a, a testament to how impactful and powerful he was. Um, and completely and totally humble, completely and totally unassuming, if you will. You know, he was not a celebrity by the standards, you know, flashy, what have you. Um, but, man, so that, that, that piece of bad news really hit me home because he was a genuine individual. He impacted my life so positively in that short amount of time that we knew each other, and he, I wasn't alone, you know. Um, and just it just was just sad. It, re it really, you know, caused me to reflect. Like, man, like you really have to make sure that I can, you know, talking to myself that you pursue your dreams and do what you came here to do, you know, and don't give up and don't lack motivation because look what happens when you stay steadfast. You know, he was able to really really affect people positively so but that was the i would say the most recent piece of bad news that really kind of threw me off for a minute and i'm a person personally like when it comes to major news especially if it's major big uh or major negative news or you know a death or 
you know, someone is severely harmed, what happened, I don't process it immediately. Like, it takes a minute for it to settle in for me. So when I found out about it, like, I was really numb to the situation, but maybe like three or four days later, like, it really just hit me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last piece of bad news. Tell a story about, or did, what is one of the most memorable times or moments in the sense of, like, what you've been doing so far? Mm hmm that you can recall. Just, Just a memorable like, one. Story or kind of like, oh man, this was a crazy time when oh, I'll never forget when. I know, I know, I know exactly what what uh, when black the hashtag Black Lives Matters when it when it really hit. I was working at Arise News at the time, primarily uh, video producing, but I had just um, got promoted as a social media producer. So given the fact that you know it's a hashtag that really kind of drove this movement for black people it was really impactful for me and I remember we there was a, a march that was happening um, a protest actually that was happening here in the city and uh, it was it was a very sensitive time and tumultuous time and with all of the different um, riots that were happening in other states and given the fact that people in New York just characteristically like to you know express bravado like and then given the fact that there's so many brown people here that were dissatisfied, you know, for me personally, it never was a thought, think about your safety. But I remember getting phone calls from parents and other family members um, preemptively, you know, throughout the day. Don't go out. I don't want you to, you know, if, you, if you're going to cover the story, stay in the station. And, and emphatically, I was like, no, I have to be there. Number one, I'm a journalist. Like, I have to be on the scene. <laughs> I have to be there. But number two, this is history, you know. Um, I can't not not be there. I have to be there. You know, this is impacting my life. This is impacting my generation. This, this could potentially impact the world and it actually did you know people all across the globe the globe were showing support so um that was that was probably the biggest standout for me is to be able to not only be aware of it and be in a city where it was so so big um but to also cover it um to also be a part of an international network <laughs> that you know actually was broadcasting um what was happening here that 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 was pretty that was pretty massive for me that was pretty yeah definitely one for the record books for me personally <laughs> yeah and I was also really surprised too to see how many Caucasian protesters were there and people in solidarity and, and people just and and very educated and very poised and very um clear about why they were there and it didn't it, it, I didn't get a, a disingenuous disingenuous feeling that they were there just to be on a bandwagon that they they were educated they knew you know that there were injustices that have been happening and that what was currently happening with police brutality that it just needed to stop um so yeah that was yeah that was definitely interesting yeah that's a part of my reel actually <laughs> it's one of the key pieces yeah as a journalist right mm -hmm. if you had the opportunity to cover any story or interview any person like I hate when I get asked this question in an interview too. This is my dream persona. I want to sit down, like have an hour with. Well, like if it was an event or a thing, just like yo, this would be like the main thing I would like want to be on the front lines of like reporting. 
I didn't realize uh, I thought I was being original. No, 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 it's not about it being, you know, lacking any originality. I think it's a great question. It's just for me so hard because there's so, I'm all about like what's happening, not necessarily like what's the be the most marketable. Like I'm always well, genuine. For you personally, it doesn't even matter. No, I, I, I know I got you, I got you, but that's, but that's what I, I think of, you know, when I think people give their answers to that question, they think of like, you know, a celebrity or, oh, my mom or my grandmother or, you know what I'm saying? Not say these are not valid people, but I, I don't know. Um, let me see. My younger self, because I find myself reflecting on like, you know, what was the psyche that I had? What, you know, what behavioral traits and habits do I have now that I picked up then or did I shift and steer away from? So I would interview my, my younger self. Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow or subscribe to Minute Maid New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Do you have a minute?